1972, Joey Gallo killed in Little Italy during dinner at Umberto's Clam House. They get there by violence, and often as not, they leave by violence. Between three and five million dollars in cash and valuables was taken from the Lufthansa cargo terminal out at Kennedy Airport. I can give you guys a half a million dollars a year without a problem. New York City is a war zone for mobsters and their targets. Hello everyone and welcome into episode 43 of The Black Hand, an organized crime history podcast. I'm your host, Bliss Grieve, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about the beef between Memphis rappers Young Dolph and Yo Gotti. Because although they were both incredibly successful rappers who came from the street, when they came into conflict with each other, they tapped back into their roots, eventually creating a story that culminated in diss tracks, shot up SUVs, attempted hits, and multiple bodies. But we'll also be talking about the general organized crime aspects and gangs in Memphis as well. I thought this would be an interesting episode to do because it's become a common trope in the hip-hop community that quote-unquote gangster rappers aren't really what they claim to be in the street. But everything about this beef and the Memphis rap scene in general has systematically proved that this wasn't the case all the time. So it's definitely a concept I'd like to cover in other areas like Georgia, California, and Detroit. So I hope you guys enjoy it. For example, many of the motives behind some of the murders involved in today's story, as well as their connection to the beef, aren't entirely certain. In that same breath, however, I believe that all the connections I made were justified. And before we get started, if you want to support the show, please rate it and go follow the show's Instagram and Twitter pages at the Pod, and please feel free to reach out. Also, consider giving a little bit to the show's Venmo at the Pod. the link's in the description. But without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. I figured we'd start today's show by talking about the gang culture in Memphis that played a major role in shaping the beef between Dolph and Gotti. Memphis is a city in Tennessee in Shelby County in the southeastern part of the state and is the second most populous city in Tennessee after Nashville. Like many other metropolises in the United States, they eventually garnered a gang problem, becoming the southern headquarters for Tennessee-based street gangs, likely because the state is a transit area for drugs, specifically cocaine, marijuana, and methamphetamine destined for other states. The major interstates in Tennessee, including Interstate 24, 40, 55, 65, 75, and 81, extend through rural areas and mountainous terrain and provide for the transportation of drugs. With Interstate 40 extending from North Carolina through Knoxville, Nashville, and Memphis to California, and Interstate 50 extending from Louisiana through Memphis to Illinois. Tennessee also has international airports in Memphis and Nashville and has 83 county or municipal airports. While the Memphis International Airport is headquarters to one of the world's largest international package delivery services, and since 1992 has been the number one cargo handling airport in the world based on the number of packages handled. And in 2000, the U.S. Customs Service reported significant increases in the amount of drugs seized from packages at the Memphis International Airport. And like most other cities with a gang problem, the groups in the city are based on geography. So we'll start by talking about South Memphis, whose cities were once called Funky Town and are famous for being the home of legendary rappers like DJ Paul of 3-6 Mafia, 8-Ball and MJG, and Play a Fly, among others. South Memphis, ranging from Crump Boulevard to Macklemore to South Parkway, is a historic region that includes iconic neighborhoods like Orange Mound, which were the city's initial all-black communities, but also became home to previous public housing projects such as Lemoyne Gardens as well as the Fowler and Foot Homes. 
The regions beyond the initial neighborhoods of South Memphis that are located towards the south of I-240 include Westwood, the Walker Homes, Blackhaven, Riverside, and Castalia, as well as Southeast Memphis, which is also considered simply East Memphis. These areas are home to several Memphis gangs like the Piru's, Hoover's, Grape Street Crips, Neighborhood Crips, and others. Next up is North Memphis, made famous by Project Pat and a host of others representing the region. This portion of the city includes the areas of Smoky City, Klondike, Hyde Park, Hollywood, Binghamton, and Mitchell Heights, as well as others. The Fraser area, which is also referred to as the Bay Area, and the Rally neighborhoods are large sections that extend from North Memphis. These areas are home to many gangs and cliques in the city, as well as several apartment complexes such as Ridgecrest and various hoods including Spring Valley, Timberlake, and Schoolfield, which are full of bloods, vice lords, crips, and gangster disciples. But possibly even more than the geography, an interesting point is just how diverse the gang scene in Memphis is. Their population of vice lords includes the traveling, conservative, unknown, and insane vice lord sets, as well as the four corner hustlers and concrete cartel vice lords. Their bloods are made up by the 92 Bishop Bloods, the 59 and 62 Brims, and Elm Street, Treetop, 108th, and 109th Avenue Pyrus. Their crypts are a little heavier and have come to include the rolling 60s, 90s, and 20s neighborhood crypts, the 88 Avalon, 52 Hoover, 8 Trey, and 367 Sintown Gangster Crips, as well as the Grape Street, Insane, and 87 Kitchen Crips. Lastly, one of the smaller gang populations is the Hoovers, which are made up by the 74, 84, 94, and 107 Hoover criminals. The city also includes concentrations of the Gangster Disciples and almighty Black Peastone Nation. With a growing number of Latino gangs like MS-13, La Raza Nation, the Mexican Mafia, Latin Eagles, Maniac Disciples, and Latin Kings. In 2010, 26 gang members even faced deportation after they were arrested with ties to the Vatos Locos and Sereno 13 gangs. But truly, one of the biggest gang populations in the city is that of gangs that actually started in Memphis like the Dead President Family, Kingsgate Mafia, 1600 Block Boys, the Hyde Park Gangsters, the Doubletree Money Gang, and so many others. However, many of these Memphis-founded and based gangs have gone on to really become huge rap collectives like Choppa Gang, Shada Fam, and E. Bezel Gang, which we'll get into a little later. And as a result, of both the out-of-state and local gangs operating in Memphis, there are around 182 gangs in the city with around 9,000 gang members in the county. So it probably comes as no surprise that this pervasive gang issue has played a role in the skyrocketing violent crime rate in the city that results in it annually being ranked as one of the most dangerous cities in the nation. In 2004, violent crime in Memphis reached a record low for over a decade, but that trend subsequently reversed. And in 2005, Memphis ranked as the fourth most dangerous city with a population of 500,000 or higher in the U.S. By the following year, Memphis held the top position for number of violent crimes in America. Local experts and criminologists at the time cited gang recruitment as a possible cause of the rise of crime in Memphis, as well as a 66% reduction in federal funding to the Memphis Police Department. Also, between 2004 and 2008, the number of full-time officers in the MPD fell by nearly 25%. As a result, in the first half of 2006, robbery of businesses increased 52%, robbery of individuals increased 28%, and homicide increased 18% over the same period in 2005. And from 2005 to 2007, Memphis averaged around 160 murders a year, giving them the second highest violent crime rate in the country. 
And though law enforcement was able to cause some noticeable drops in crime in 2008, 2011, and 2014, recent years have shown that Memphis might be regressing back to its violent early 2000s era. Because in 2021, the city had a record number of killings with 346, and by 2022, the violent crime rate compared to the past year had only marginally improved according to police statistics. But there's no sign that things will get better, as in the first three months of 2023, major property crimes including burglaries as well as vehicle and property thefts shot up 43% in Memphis compared to the same period a year earlier. That was driven by a 155% increase in vehicle thefts, and overall, major property crimes were up 72% since hitting a low point in 2016. In the same breath, violent crimes overall were up 8% in Memphis, and reports of rapes were up 40%. In the first three months of 2023, Memphis police reported 81 murders, and that was after ruling some cases negligent or justifiable homicides. In the same period in 2022, that number was 60. And in step with that, major violent crime is up 60% since hitting a low in 2011. Specifically, more than 70% of violent crimes now involve guns, compared to 40% in 2011. And juveniles, sometimes under the supervision of adults, are driving the increase in vehicle thefts and break-ins. So it probably comes as no surprise that this revolving door of violence and gang activity has only driven more young and impressionable men to become gang members some of which have become huge rappers as well. And in my opinion, the many examples of this is just a confirmation of just how pervasive the gang issue in Memphis is. So I figured we'd talk about a few of the bigger instances of this in the hip-hop world today. The first one up is one of the non-native gangs operating in Memphis called the Grape Street Crips and is really one of the biggest in the local rap scene. Some of its more prominent members who have become rappers include Blockboy JB, NLE Choppa, Big 30, Big Scar, Jay Fizzle, and Big Moochie Grape, many of which will come into play in today's episode. Next up is a native Memphis group called Choppa Gang, which operates in South Memphis and has close ties to the All Off the Blade Gang and the Knock Shit Back Gang. And some of the more prominent members who have made it in rap include Big 30, Pooh Shiesty, and their alleged top shooter Lil Hank. And though Big 30 is said to be a Grape Street Crip, Choppa Gang as a whole is believed to be blood affiliated. Another huge Memphis gang with plenty of big rappers to boot is the Vice Lords, whose prominent rapping members are alleged to include Moneybag Yo, Finesse Two Times, Black Youngsta, and even Yo Gotti, who is believed to be an affiliate. Even an older Memphis rap collective like 3-6 Mafia had plenty of gang affiliations to boast. It's believed that members and affiliates Project Pat, DJ Paul, Crunchy Black, Fraser Boy, Juicy J, and Play A Fly were gangster disciples while Lord Infamous, Skinny Pimp, Gangsta Boo, and Lil White were alleged to be vice lords. So now that you guys understand the climate of violence and gang activity clouding Memphis and how it has managed to leach into the city's rap scene, we can get into today's main story, the beef between Yo Gotti and Young Dolph. So I figured we'd start by diving into the backgrounds of today's two main characters. First up is Yo Gotti, born Mario Centel Giddin Mims on May 19, 1981. He grew up in the crime-ridden Ridgecrest Apartments in the Fraser neighborhood on the north side of Memphis, where he likely began his affiliation with the Vice Lords gang. He began his music career around the age of 14, rapping as Lil Yo, affiliated with DJ Sound and his crew. And between 2000 and 2006, Yo Gotti released a string of independent albums, including From the Dope Game to the Rap Game in 2000, Self Explanatory the following year, Life in 2003, and Back to the Basics in 2006. 
Yo Gotti releases major label debut studio album titled Live From The Kitchen in January 2012 after several delays, resulting in at least three of the work songs making the Hot 100. And Live From The Kitchen debuted at number 12 on the Billboard 200, with 16,000 copies sold in its first week of sales in the United States, and after three weeks on the chart, the album had sold 36,000 copies in the U.S. But in 2012, due to Gotti's views following the low sales of his debut album, he left RCA Records and Polo Grounds Music, deciding instead to start up his own label. It was originally named Cocaine Music Group, but eventually decided on the more consumer-friendly name, Collective Music Group. And while he was getting his label up and running, he released the seventh version of his well-known mixtape titled Cocaine Music 7, The World Is Yours, in October 2012. Then, in early 2013, Gotti announced that he and his label CMG had been signed to a distribution deal with Epic Records through a longtime business partner, L.A. Reid. And in May of the same year, Yo Gotti announced that his sixth studio album would be titled I Am and would release in November. It also doubled as his label's first official release, and when it released, several songs once again hit the top 100. But while Gotti had been rising in the rap scene over the past couple years, he also proved for the first time that he had no problem with rap feud turning deadly. And in 2010, Gotti, along with two others, turned himself into Memphis law enforcement after being connected to a Thanksgiving weekend shooting outside a nightclub where six people were shot. He, a close associate named Corey McClendon, and his manager, Brandon Cottrell, were facing booking on charges of aggravated riot, stemming from the shooting in the parking lot of the Level 2 nightclub, which may have started with a rap feud. According to court records, it started with a verbal altercation between Yo Gotti and another Memphis rapper named OG Boo Dirty. And when a third man got involved, Boo Dirty allegedly punched him, at which point a fight ensued, and when it was all said and done, six people had been shot, but not mortally wounded, including an off-duty security guard. But by 2012, all 11 charged in connection, including Gotti, had their charges dropped due solely to lack of witnesses. And with the case out of the way, Gotti went right back to his music career, and it was in 2014 that he and his label released a collective project featuring the whole roster, titled Chapter 1 which featured Wave Chappelle, Zedzilla, and Snooty Wild. But it was really at this point that Gotti started almost exclusively signing people who were heavily linked to the street. And in 2015, Gotti made his first big signing when he added an up-and-coming rapper named Black Youngsta to his label, who would become a pretty integral figure in the story. Real name Sammy Marquez Benson, he was raised on McMillan Street, a poor area in South Memphis, and is believed to be a member of the Vice Lords. As a teen, he began selling drugs and served numerous sentences in prison on drug and gun charges before beginning his music career in 2012 and signing to Yo Gotti in 2015. Then, in the following year, he signed another Memphis rapper named Moneybag Yo, who was involved with the streets. Born to Mario Dwayne White Jr. on September 22, 1991, he grew up in the Walker Homes in South Memphis, which was known for its high crime rates and gang activity. And after dropping out of high school, he got involved in drugs and violence and is believed to have become a vice lord and part of the Young Mob Gang Collective. But his street life and personal life would collide on August 8, 2011, when an altercation occurred at Moneybag Yo's annual family picnic that resulted in him being shot at. But he was able to escape unharmed and was later arrested in connection with the incident. However, it's still unclear what exactly led to the altercation or what specific charges that Moneybag faced as a result of the incident. Regardless, it pushed him to his music career, and in the same year, he released his first official single. 
But even as he gained more traction in the rap game, it seems he couldn't stay out of the streets, and in March 2016, Moneybag Yo was arrested at a CD release party for himself and other local rappers in Tipton County, Tennessee. The party, held at the former Maserati Club on Highway 70 in Mason, was targeted by the Tipton County Sheriff's Office for criminal activity, violence, and probation or parole violators. Moneybag was arrested on drug and gun charges alongside 27 other people, while the authorities confiscated 10 loaded weapons, a bulletproof vest, cash, and drugs. Some of those arrested were even known gang members belonging to the Vice Lords, Gangster Disciples, Bloods, and Cribs. But for unknown reasons, the charges stemming from the incident were later dropped, leaving him open to sign with Yo Gotti. In 2018, Gotti signed another Memphis rapper in Grape Street Crip named Blockboy JB. And in the following year, signed a Detroit rapper named 42 Doug with ties to the 42 Hustle Boys Crip set in Detroit. Though Gotti's street connections don't just come from the artists he signed, as his label CMG as a whole is believed to be affiliated with a Memphis gang known as the True La Mafia. But now that you have a good idea of who Yo Gotti is and what the record label he built was all about, we can move on to the background of Young Dolph. Born Adolf Robert Thornton Jr. on July 27, 1985 in Chicago, Illinois, before moving to the Castalia Heights housing project in South Memphis with his family when he was two years old. And with his parents addicted to crack cocaine, he and his two brothers and sisters were mostly raised by their grandmother and only saw their parents every few weeks. As a teenager, Dolph attended Hamilton High School, and it's likely that during this time, he ventured into drug dealing, a theme prominently portrayed in his music. And unlike most of his Memphis rap counterparts, he decided to always be more of a drug dealer and hustler rather than a gangbanger, though he is alleged to have been a crip in his youth. But on March 5th, 2008, Dolph's grandmother and guardian passed away due to a battle with lung cancer. And later that year, due to encouragement from his friends, Young Dolph released his first mixtape titled Paper Route Campaign, despite never wanting to become a rapper. However, after seeing his first mixtape's local popularity, he formally established his label Paper Route Empire in 2010, completely independently, and subsequently released his first mainstream mixtape titled Welcome to Dolph World that same year, hosted by Atlanta DJ, DJ Scream, with features from 8Ball and MJG, 2 Chains, and Tim Gates. And with the release of his mixtapes High Class Street Music and High Class Street Music 2, Dolph began to develop his own flow, shifting away from a style similar to Memphis rappers like those of 3-6 Mafia. While on this role, from 2012 through 2014, he would release seven albums including the third and fourth installment of High Class Street Music, A Time to Kill, Blue Magic, East Atlanta Memphis, and Cross Country Trappin'. Then, in 2015 alone, he released another four albums including High Class Street Music 5, Felix Brothers, and 16 Zips, really marking his breakout year. And during his rise to the top of the Memphis rap scene, he, like Yo Gotti before him, filled up the roster of his record label with almost entirely gang-affiliated rappers. One of the more well-known rappers on his label is actually his cousin by marriage, Key Glock, who is believed to be a traveling vice lord. While others on his label like Big Moochie Grape and Jay Fizzle are Grape Street Crips. He would also eventually sign another Memphis rapper and gang member that goes by Big Unk, who is believed to be behind the death of several high-ranking True La Mafia members. Badolf's label as a whole is affiliated with a Memphis gang called Double R, or Rich and Reckless, a group that broke away from the heavily Yo Gotti-affiliated True La Mafia sometime in the mid to late 2010s, which will add a deeper layer to the beef later on. But with Dolph's stature now easily matching that of his predecessor Yo Gotti and a growing label to match, the two were primed for a collision. 
The beef really started in August 2014 when Dolph made an appearance on Sway in the Morning following the release of High Class Street Music 4 to discuss the project. During the interview, Dolph would touch on his decision not to sign a record deal with Yo Gotti, explaining that he would rather see his own investment in himself through than latch onto another artist's movement. And though it seems like a rather harmless move, Dolph would later point to Yo Gotti taking offense to his decision not to sign to his label as the root of their beef. But Dolph didn't help the uneasy situation when he took a subliminal shot at his Memphis counterpart on Twitter on February 11th, 2016. Dolph tweeted, quote, Bro went from being my number one fan and wanting to sign me to being my biggest hater, in reference to Gotti's failed attempts to sign Dolph to CMG. And despite Dolph not mentioning Gotti by name, it was clear who he was talking about, and it set off a chain of events that would result in the beef escalating quickly. The first step being the release of Young Dolph's album titled King of Memphis on February 18th, 2016, just a mere week after his shot at Gotti on Twitter. And it obviously just made things worse, because Gotti had repeatedly referred to himself as the King of Memphis, so Dolph's album title seemed like another shot directed at Gotti. And although Gotti made no public comment on the matter, those in the Memphis rap scene, as well as the rap community as a whole, considered the title a slight towards Gotti and Dolph's attempt at overtaking the throne. Despite this, during an appearance on Hot 97's Ebro in the Morning show, in the same month, Young Dolph downplayed his beef with Yo Gotti, saying that it was really overstated when asked about the rumored tension between the two. He also cleared the air about the title of his LP, saying that it wasn't meant to be a diss of any kind and that it was more inspired by him and his crew's mentality, somewhat quieting concerns of a brewing war for the crown of Memphis rap. Then, the beef began to take a turn for the worse on March 2nd, 2016, when an artist signed to Gotti's CMG named Black Youngsta posted a clip on his own Instagram dissing Dolph, saying, quote, If you got a problem, say you got a problem. You ain't even no king of Memphis. He ain't from the city. He also threatened to smack the shit out of Dolph, leaving no question as to the drama between young Dolph and Yo Gotti being as real as the rumors had suggested. But that same day, the beef escalated even further and made its first appearance on the streets, showing that this feud could have serious consequences. Because after posting his threats against Dolph, Black Youngsta upped the ante by showing up in Dolph's stomping grounds in South Memphis with a few of his crew members. Video shows Black Youngsta and his group taking a stroll through the Castalia Heights housing project on the hunt for young Dolph while armed with heavy artillery. And although Black Youngsta and company wouldn't find Dolph, the clip was enough to show that this particular beef was deeper than rap. And after taking the high road for the most part in regards to his beef with Gotti and Black, young Dolph responded with a few words of his own on Instagram, two weeks after Youngsta showed up in his hood. In a series of clips, he accused Gotti of hating on Memphis rap legends like 3-6 Mafia, 8-Ball, and MJG, and others to gain popularity in his early years as well as sending Black Youngsta to fight his battle and calling the cops on him. Dolph said, quote, First thing, everybody know it's you, Ho Gotti, that's sending your artist out to say the lame shit he been saying and doing. I guess you still mad because I didn't never want to sign with your pussy ass. In response to Young Dolph's comments, Black Youngsta wasted little time releasing a diss track titled Shake Something. Then, six months later, in a rather odd move, Black Youngsta declared the beef to be squashed during an interview. Sharing that Gotti actually liked Dolph despite their tension, Youngsta laid the beef to rest on his end, but Dolph never responded. That is until February 1st, 2017, when he dropped a bomb in the form of a diss track he levied against Yo Gotti titled Play With Yo Bitch. Released in promotion of Dolph's Gelato mixtape, the diss track continued the beef between him and Gotti, proving that all love between the two was certainly lost. To add insult to injury, the diss track eventually went gold in 2020. 
But with Yogati taking the high road and staying silent on the beef, many were curious to see what his response would be to Dolph's diss track. Fans didn't have to wait long though, because shortly after the song was released, Gotti would subliminally allude to being unbothered and unconcerned with Dolph's words. About a week later, due to Black Youngsta publicly deading the beef between himself, Gotti, and Dolph, many were taken aback by Dolph's decision to drop a diss song and reignite the beef. But he would expand on his course of action and what inspired it during an appearance on DJ Holiday's radio show. Basically saying that Yo Gotti had been sneak dissing him in his past two mixtapes. And after keeping silent and refusing to entertain the beef between himself and Dolph, Gotti appeared to have had enough, releasing a diss track of his own titled Don't Beef With Me on February 11th, 2017. Opting not to call out Dolph by name, he would instead play the subliminal game, resulting in the song featuring his artists Moneybag Yo and Black Youngsta, amounting to more of a warning shot than an all-out attack. Regardless, about two weeks later, Young Dolph doubled down on his attack on Gotti by dropping the music video for Play With Yo Bitch. But the feud was about to be taken to a new level entirely on February 25th, 2017. Because when young Dolph pulled out of an apartment complex in uptown Charlotte, North Carolina, in his bulletproof black SUV, a truck pulled up beside him and opened fire, hitting the SUV over a hundred times. Regardless, Dolph escaped unharmed, and later that night, even went through with his planned show at Charlotte's Cameo Nightclub, where he actually performed his new diss track. That same night, Dolph had the balls to tweet You Lose with a laughing crying emoji and would even release a song titled 100 Shots. And in the aftermath, Black Youngster was charged with six counts of discharging a weapon into an occupied dwelling or moving vehicle, as well as felony conspiracy in connection with the shooting. He turned himself into authorities on May 16th and was released on bond. Despite that, all charges were eventually dropped against him, as well as his associates Frederick Black and Antavius Gardner, due to lack of evidence. And even if Black Youngsta wasn't a shooter in the attempted hit, it's more than likely that either he or Yo Gotti had a hand in setting it up. Because a man named Howard Wright, who had worked closely with Gotti's label, was sentenced to 14 years in prison after admitting to the shooting. And after spending much of February 2017 waging war against Gotti, Dolph now appeared to be over the situation, calling it old news. Dolph would also keep it scarce in regards to his comments about the Charlotte shooting that occurred just weeks earlier, but it was about to be made clear that the beef was nowhere near over. And on September 26, 2017, Dolph got into an argument outside a shoe store in Los Angeles that escalated into a physical fight. At one point, Dolph was knocked to the ground, at which point one of the suspects pulled out a handgun and began shooting at him. In the aftermath, Dolph was rushed to the hospital and survived, while police detained one man, with two still at large. And hours after reports of the shooting in Hollywood started making their way out, news broke that Yo Gotti was named as a person of interest by the LAPD. But it was later clarified that those reports were unfounded. Regardless, sources said that Gotti and Dolph were both staying at the Lowe's Hotel at the time of the shooting, and members of both entourages got into an argument that escalated into a fistfight, which ended in gunfire, leaving Dolph wounded. And just a day after the shooting, the LAPD announced that a close associate of Yo Gotti's named Corey McClendon had been charged with attempted murder in connection with the shooting and held on $1 million bail. But just a day later, he was released without further charges, and no other arrests have been made in the case. And though the beef will quiet down for a few years afterward, it's possible that Dolph's side struck back with the June 2019 Miami murder of Black Youngsta's brother, Heavy Camp TD, though that remains pure speculation. And while Dolph's side might have attempted some retribution, he himself was thinking about retiring from rap to spend more time with his kids and was seen more frequently in Memphis. 
Really becoming even more of a pillar of the community, he was known for his charity, donating 25 grand to his alma mater, Hamilton High School, and handing out turkeys around the city. But between 2020 and 2021, Dolph continued rapping, releasing his seventh studio album titled Rich Slave, and his second collaborative album with Key Glock titled Dumb and Dumber. And even though things were going well for Dolph, it couldn't last forever, because his by now old beef with Yo Gotti would once again rear its ugly head. And on November 17th, 2021, young Dolph was fatally shot while visiting Makita's Homemade Butter Cookies, a bakery he visited whenever he was back home. Two gunmen in a white two-door Mercedes-Benz gunned him down. An autopsy subsequently revealed that Dolph had sustained 22 gunshot wounds, some of which he sustained in the forehead and back. Crowds of hundreds of people swarmed the scene of Dolph's death for hours, causing police to prevent people from entering the area while they investigated. The city of Memphis even enacted a curfew to prevent civil unrest and violence. It wasn't until a little over two months later, on January 5, 2022, that police identified one of the suspects as a 23-year-old named Justin Johnson and issued a first-degree murder warrant. A reward of up to $15,000 was offered by Tennessee authorities for information on the suspect. Not only did Justin Johnson have a criminal past with drugs, guns, and violence, but he was also alleged to have ties to gangs, which will become important shortly. It even wrapped under the name Straight Drop. Another suspect named Cornelius Smith, who was arrested for the theft of the car used in Dolph's murder, was indicted on first-degree murder, weapons possession, and theft charges on January 11, 2022. That same day, Justin Johnson was captured by police in Indiana after authorities received over 500 tips leading to his arrest. A passenger of the vehicle Johnson was driving named Shondale Barnett was also arrested. Johnson was indicted on first-degree murder and other charges the following day, while Barnett was charged with being an after-the-fact accessory. Later that year, on November 10th, 2022, a third suspect named Hernandez Govan was indicted for the murder of young Dolph and the conspiracy, as he is alleged to be the one who planned the murder of young Dolph. But it's likely that the trial for those accused of murdering young Dolph won't take place until at least 2024 due to the severity of the charges and the discovery procedures by the defense attorneys. But that wouldn't stop the violence that continued on the streets, possibly as a result of Dolph's murder. For one, on January 28, 2022, a little over a month after the hit on Dolph, another Memphis rapper named Big Newski was gunned down in Memphis. What makes this notably important is that he was signed to Moneybag Yo, who was signed to Yo Gotti CMG label, leading me to believe that it's possible that the murder was carried out in retaliation. Furthering this theory for me, Moneybag Yo relocated from Memphis almost immediately following the murder, but Dolph's side possibly didn't stop at that. And on September 24th, 2022, a 25-year-old named Destiny Govan was shot and killed during a drive-by shooting at 5500 Richmond Avenue in Houston. Better known by her stage name, Lotta Cash Desto, the Memphis native was a protege of Little Uzi Vert. More importantly, however, she is the daughter of the alleged mastermind behind Young Dolph's murder, Hernandez Govan. A word on the street is that a green light was issued for her life and retaliation. Further convincing me that this rap feud returned, in December 2022, a Dolph-affiliated rapper named Grove Hero took to Instagram to allege that Yo Gotti's brother, Big Juke, had put $40,000 on his head, and put out other hits on several more Dolph affiliates. And that would've probably be a long time until we get answers to any of the questions surrounding these cases, due to how recent they are, I'll wrap up the episode by giving you my speculation about what caused this timeline of violence. So for one, I think that the only reason the beef dropped off following Dolph's 2017 shooting in LA is because Gotti knew that any further attempts on Dolph would be immediately linked to him. 
Until 2019, when I believe Dolphside likely killed Black Youngsta's brother, Heavy Camp TD, in Miami, officially reigniting the feud. Then, I think there was another period of calmness due to the same reasons as in 2017, but during this period, I believe Gotti was likely pulling some strings behind the scenes that resulted in Dolph's murder. Because in early 2019, Dolph signed a Memphis rapper by the name of Big Unk, which normally wouldn't have been a problem, but Unk was a known gang member and was believed to have carried out the murders of several Trula Mafia members. And if you remember, the Trula Mafia is a Memphis gang heavily affiliated with Yo Gotti and his CMG label. So you can probably imagine how they must have felt seeing a side that were already ops going so far as to sign a rapper that they assumed was behind murders of their own members. But I don't think that was enough to make them outright kill one of the biggest celebrities in Memphis. Instead, I think Yo Gotti, or possibly Black Youngsta, on his behalf, went to an already enraged Trula Mafia and instigated the situation, reminding them of their fallen members and possibly even offering assistance in the hit, pushing the gang over the edge and putting Dolph's murder in motion. There are a couple things that make me believe this theory. For one, as I said earlier, Justin Johnson, the shooter in Dolph's murder, was known to be connected to gangs, though it hasn't been specified to which one he specifically belonged to, meaning it could have even been the Trula Mafia, and if that's not the case, I think the gang put a hit on the streets for a reward where Johnson would have definitely caught wind. Not to mention, Johnson would eventually hire the same lawyer who got Black Youngsta off in the 2017 attempted hit on Dolph in North Carolina. It was even pictured in an Instagram post with Yogati's brother, Big Juke. Regardless, after the hit went down, I think Dolph's camp got some almost immediate retribution with the January 2022 killing of Moneybag Yo's artist, Big Nooski. Then, in November of the same year, when a third suspect named Hernandez Govan was indicted for the murder of Dolph and alleged to be the main conspirator, I think Dolph's side decided to go at him directly with the murder of his daughter, Lotta Cash Desto. And finally, after seeing a few too many drop on his side, I believe Yogati's brother Big Juke put the $40,000 on one of Dolph's artists named Grove Hero and likely ordered more hits. But that's really all I have for you guys today. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed today's show and tune back in next week for episode 44. If you enjoyed today's show, please give it a rating and follow the show's Instagram and Twitter pages at TheBlackHandPod. And feel free to reach out with feedback, suggestions, and comments. Also, please consider giving a little bit to the show's Venmo at the Black Hand Pod as well. But with that said, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. This is your host, Bliss Grieve, signing out.